Welcome to the Great Good Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Don. And we've spent the last decade plus working with passionate communicators, activists, and do-gooders around the country. We also host a conference called Create Good, where we gather folks to share their work and create a community for people trying to make the world a better place. The Create Good Podcast is a conversation with changemakers and rabble-rousers to find out what makes them tick and how they create good. Let's get started. Welcome to this episode of the Create Good Podcast. Today, we have Abram Garcia, and I'm so excited to have this great advocate and all-around cool communications guy. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to kind of just sit down and chat with you and catch up a little bit. Great. So go ahead, share with us your current title and a little bit about the organization that you work for. Yeah. So, well, I worked for the New Jersey State Bar Association. And so we kind of serve as the voice of the New Jersey attorneys to other organizations, government entities, and the public uh, with regard to the law, legal profession, and legal system. We also work to promote access to the justice system, fairness to its administration, and the independence and integrity of the judicial branch. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of big words in there. Yeah, I know. I was going to say the legal jargon. You got to love it. (laughs) It is. It's so good. So good. So how many years now have you been in nonprofit communication? Let's see. I graduated in 2015 from college and took the summer off and kind of enjoyed like my parents to let me take a couple of months off. That's awesome. So started really working at 2016, early 2016. So six years. um, Wow. Six years it would be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the pandemic took away like what, two years out of our collective time. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah, so I was four years into the workforce and then, exactly. <laughs> you know, and then the new normal. I know it's crazy. Totally. Okay. So yeah. So why don't you share with us a little bit about your career and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. Well, I did not start wanting to do nonprofits and communications. I actually wanted to be a lawyer. I even went to a special high school program in the city of Chicago that was for kids interested in becoming lawyers. So it was a special law program. I interned with judges as a like 16, 17 year old and really invested my life into it. Went to college thinking that that's what I wanted to do. Did pre-law, government affairs is my major. And then my advisor at the time told me, take a year off, get some real work life experience. I love the law, but I'm not practicing. So you should try something beyond, you know, just law. I know you love it. I worked at the American Bar Association right after college and worked in their membership departments, got involved with the marketing communications of it and kind of fell in love with the legal marketing of it all. And then left it for a little bit to go to for-profit wasn't really my thing. And then came back to nonprofit world here in DC. What was that bug early that really inspired you to want to be a lawyer and yeah, yeah. argue the law? Yeah. I mean, I think just kind of the amount of turmoil and change the world was going through politically growing up, you know, we were mm-hmm. seeing the amounts of just deportations and, and borders. And, and it was just really kind of like, I really want to be a part of this change as a Mexican-American myself, I I definitely wanted to really be part of that change, help out if I could. So that's really what inspired me to kind of want to go to law school is the immigration rights. And 
at that time, it seemed like going to law school was the perfect fit. But mm -hmm. now I found other avenues that I can help out and, and even help out as a hobby in my spare time. Absolutely. Especially in the 90s and 2000s, I felt I felt that pressure too. That's like, well, if you want to change the world, you have to become a lawyer. I got that message too. And then I got into college and I'm like, wow, this is it's not going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of reading and writing. You wouldn't yeah. think it, but it's, it's less as action-y as you see it on TV and more yeah. realistically just reading pounds and pounds of books as I yeah. described. Yeah, and your brain has to be like such a steel trap for like detail and names and like that sort of thing. And I was like, wow, that's probably not me. So I'll just yeah. tell stories of people who yeah. change the world. And, you know, yeah. I, yeah, in communication, you definitely do change the world and how people talk yeah. about these issues and things like that. So. Cool. Exactly. Do you have any interest in maybe going back and pursuing law at some point? You know, I I did go through kind of a quarter of a life crisis last year. I was like, should I go back? Is this something I want to do? And I think now that I've kind of stuck with kind of the legal communications, legal marketing, mm -hmm. I find joy in helping our members, which are lawyers, mm -hmm. kind of changing the world. And I love having my work-life balance a little bit. Yeah. You know, that that's kind of the beauty of this work, at least that I've found, is, is being able to to take some time, develop hobbies. You know, just just having a personal life is something that I think we take for granted, you know, and certain, you know, doctors and lawyers, these professions are so heavy based that that kind of becomes your personal life as well as your yeah as your work life, you know, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I can help out our members to kind of, yeah. you know, achieve what I wanted to, to do myself personally. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great point. That mm -hmm. is definitely a gift in nonprofit life. Okay. So why nonprofits? Tell us a little bit about your foray into for profits and then yeah. why you came back. I heard about the glitz and the glam of for profits. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I definitely want to take a look and see what that's like. It wasn't for me because of, I think what I just said, that work-life balance wasn't there. It really was kind of very time consuming. I barely had time to eat lunches anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, and even at night, I was still like finding myself cracking open my laptop because, well, I can try to get ahead as much as possible because there was just yeah. this never ending pile of stuff to do the beautiful thing about it was you know you had money to do communications and marketing campaigns yeah. like that was you know having a budget was a beautiful thing i'm not, I'm yes. not gonna lie and there were and there were parks you know of course like free swag you know food trucks etc cetera, etc cetera. but it just wasn't for me because i am a mission-driven person i i love to do things for a purpose and for a reason and that's ultimately why I came back for nonprofits. I mean, honestly, that's why most nonprofits start is because there's a gap of an or a need that it's not being fulfilled somewhere. And a group of people decide, hey, you know, we should change something about that. And 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 that to me is is fundamentally the most important thing that kind of gets me through my day, gets me going. Even though my mission statement, which I just said to you not too long ago, was a little little jargon happy. You know, to me it's it's still very true of the fact that we, you know, we're here to help lawyers be better lawyers mm -hmm. by providing them education, by providing them kind of the opportunities to connect with each other. Mental health's also a big initiative yeah. and importance for us. I, you know, they're 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 struggling. There's a there's a big increase in mental health problems in the in lawyers and legal profession. So finding ways on how we can help them kind of cope and, and deal with that uh, heavy stress of being an attorney and also just kind of helping and educating the general public on, you know, 
this is what we can do for you. We can help educate the school system. Mm -hmm. We have kind of those days where attorneys and, and our foundation goes and has a law day where we educate and, and spread word about what are your Miranda rights? What is, you yeah. know, just educating kids on fundamental important things regarding the law. So. That's awesome. That's great. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So what's your favorite thing about what you do? As cheesy as it is, I enjoy collaborating with just different people of different aspects of life. I, I find that nonprofit individuals, we all come here together and we never really intended to be nonprofit people. <laughs> yeah. So you meet people of all aspects of different types of expertise. And so it's really cool to see and work with like an ex-CEO uh, a Fortune 500 who's now decided to kind of be more of an operations role because mm -hmm. he cares about a cause. And so really just kind of the collaboration that goes on in nonprofits and really just kind of sticking to the mission and, and really driving change in both local and statewide in the community. So magic wand time, what's one thing you wish you could change about your job? As sad as it sounds, I mean, I think I would love to be able to spend more time digging through so much of our data that we have. I think that there's so much of the past that we can learn from. I'm a big believer in it's kind of all full circle and what what's old becomes new and new is mm -hmm. old. As much as I do love my work-life balance, I would love to be able to spend some time to do a little bit more research of what worked in the past, what didn't, and, and figure out how we can better serve the needs of attorneys of today through that research. Taking more time to look at analytics. And yeah, because I think that's an interesting thing about communications. There's so many different points to look at. So how do you yeah. kind of filter it to be useful? That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are you looking forward to in the next year professionally? Professionally, I'm looking... Well, I just completed my my first year at the New Jersey mm -hmm. State Bar Association. So I'm looking, you know, and I just launched a membership playbook that kind of talks about how we talk to our members, what our members are looking for, kind of an ultimate guide yeah. as to who they are, what they're looking for from us and how we can help. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to more so now the implementation of that, creating engagement, communication journeys kind of throughout the year, you know, launching acquisition campaigns to get more attorneys to join our causes, getting members more involved in local community and events that we host. And so really now I've developed the groundwork of here's what, you know, here's who our members are, here's what they're looking from us, and here's what, you know, our, our next kind of five-year plan of how That's we're looking awesome. to engage, grow, and really kind of expand on the programs and services we do. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and having a year under your belt is such a nice feeling because you do learn so much in that first year. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was going to say, it always year one is always trial by fire. I always kind of yeah. really say it happens in nonprofits because you come in at such a, I always feel at a dire time of like, there's a big gap, please help <laughs> where yeah. you can. But also, you know, you also want to do more than just help out and patch you know, patch the holes is yeah. Let's look. Let's look beyond that and, and see what's what's causing the holes rather than just, just patch them. You've kind of had a reverse career as far as organizations. You went big. You went national, right? You're at the National Bar Association, and then you yeah. went to specialty national with Napoleon, yeah. and then you've gone to state. So it's interesting, but right, like most people have kind of the reverse. You go like small to big. Small to big. Yeah. So I mean, so what do you feel like you still want to achieve? What do you think is kind of the next step? 
I mean, I know you're just a year in, but it's like, what else do you need to achieve in your career? <laughs> Work-wise, yeah. I, I want, I mean, I have a number that I want to grow our membership to. So cool. that's definitely, so right now we're at 16,000. Mm -hmm. I'd love to, if, before I leave or venture out to something else, 20 is my, yeah. is my goal. That's a lot, but I think it is doable with kind of the resources. My team is fantastic. So, you know, I have no doubt now that we have our guardrails that we can definitely launch these acquisition campaigns and keep, mm -hmm. you know, that number in line. Personally, I, I don't, I don't really know. I think, yeah. you know, I've toyed with the idea and I've spoken with my mentor about potentially kind of creating my own little agency. I've, it, it's, it's overwhelming because I have no, you know, I have no idea how to run a business. I know how to do communications and marketing. But yeah, I have no exactly. idea how to run a business. So I would definitely need to do a lot of research, kind of get mm -hmm. some help and assistance along the way. But I think in the future, I think having something of my own just mm -hmm. sounds so exciting and scary. And yeah. um, and I think ultimately, I, I do enjoy kind of calling the shots. So I think that makes sense as a next step for me Absolutely. professionally. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I vouch for it. It's very fun. It's very fun. Yes. It's a, it's a wild life. What's interesting. It shortens your horizon. Like we are only, you have about cash flow for like six months. So you always kind mm -hmm. of, it's not like, you know, like you can have three or five year plans, but like really it's next six months is like really what you're looking at, which is interesting. So it keeps you very present and yeah, just find a good business partner. That's what I have. Brian, Brian's the <laughs> And you marry him, I think. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it works out real well. So, okay. But Good it advice. is, you know, and that could be, yeah, it could be a hired position or a partner, a business partner. And then just loving it. And we say that, yeah, we only have one human child and then our business is our second child because definitely they demand that level of attention and love, right? And uh, thankfully the business pays for itself. My yeah. daughter does not pay for herself. So it's one on, you know, you got one on one. So it, it works out. It even it does. Out. It does. <laughs> yeah. I definitely go for it. I mean, but awesome. New Jersey needs you. So yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they, I, I have reassured them that I'm not going anywhere for, for a while. So you know, <laughs> absolutely. Great. So what advice do you have for somebody who's starting out their career in nonprofits or maybe making the jump to the side? I think have patience. Patience is something that has been helpful i'm still learning it time to time i'm so i want change and i want to know and that's not always the case nor is it the best business approach sometimes i think just understanding why things are the way they are when you come in and understanding that everything has to be kind of be gradual it can't all just be at once even though you want you know <laughs> to turn the, the boat around i think understanding how to really get what you need to get done, but in that timely, more constructed way is is something that I would really give myself if you wanted to start a nonprofit. I, you know, you go in thinking you can change the world right away in a day. Mm -hmm. And then that's not the case, but it's also a good thing because it teaches you how to work with peers. It teaches you how to kind of work with additional stakeholders outside. It teaches you a lot about yourself, about how you prioritize your work and what's important, what's what can you know, take a back seat because not everything can be in the front row. So burn out so quickly, yeah. you know, that that's, that's yeah. one thing that you do want to avoid is that burnout. Um, mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd say patience would be the top yes. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a good one because it is so much about collaboration and it is yeah it's about making sure everybody feels good about the decision before you move forward so exactly and all the stakeholders absolutely okay so our next section is talking about feedback and the way you receive feedback and review on your ideas so this isn't about you know professional feedback or you know on your job but it's really about on your ideas on your playbook plan all those sort of things so how do you personally process criticism and feedback on your work well one i always welcome it i feel like if you're not getting feedback on something then one someone didn't really take the time to look at it (laughs) and then two there's always room for improvement i think no no work is perfect i you know i always keep an open year. I'm a big brainstorming guy, brainstorming Mm -hmm. sessions. So, I mean, when I was at the ABA, we used to hold like brainstorming Tuesday with with just kind of the associates and specialists, you know, the lower level marketers to kind of brainstorm campaign ideas, review our copy, you know, what would we tweak and edit. And I think as long as the work, the criticism is merited with kind of data and findings it's okay it makes Mm -hmm. sense as long as it's not like anything personal you know i'm a big believe you know sometimes things kind of get personal as you get closer to your teammates and and colleagues so always just keeping the work about work and personal personal a good observation yeah that is over time feedback get yeah mired in those kind of details yeah. of like why like why is it always like this or, yeah those sort of weird comments that that's interesting that's an interesting observation yeah i also yeah. find that people as you know them more are willing to pull their punches a little bit in that's terms of too. like it's not you know if it's not great you can let me know i i would hope that i have yeah. opened that door, <laughs> that door for you but no i, I completely get it people want to be respectful mm-hmm. but I, you know I'm, I'm also a firm believer of progress so i think that you know not being yeah. candid with with your honesty and feedback yes yeah. it's kind of stunts someone's growth and ability to kind of create something that may or may not take off so yeah absolutely so what style of feedback do you like to receive do you like to receive direct feedback detailed feedback vague feedback so you can make room what kind of feedback do you like to receive Ooh, i would say probably direct the, mm-hmm. the more clean cut clear you can tell me how you envision something where something can be improved the better vague leaves room for interpretation and yeah. i have found that that doesn't always work <laughs> very well especially when a you know a boss it can be vague it's like i'm not yeah. sure the direction you're talking about so i'm gonna take a stab at it and hope for yeah that's usually wrong and you're like Why? and, and, like, the, just and then me. it's like well you know we could have avoided the <laughs> all the time <laughs> exactly. but so the more direct the more candid to me that's that's number one. So. Absolutely. Is there a style of feedback that doesn't work for you? I, I guess just kind of being very vague mm-hmm. or very too. There's also, I guess, the two extremes: being very vague mm-hmm. and being like basically writing my copy for me. Yes, is, is really yes. a big no-no. So you rewriting something completely yeah. is not helpful to me because I you know, I, you haven't given me that opportunity to say, Hey, let me change it and, and make some edits and see if I can, you know, create something that satisfies both of us. You just kind of said, I'll handle it. And, and when someone does that, it's like, I don't trust that you can do that. So that to yeah. me is a kind of trust issue. Yeah. Uh, so I would say those two opposites, you know, not providing any feedback <laughs> and then providing 
too much feedback where someone's basically doing the work for you. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of those feel, yeah. Especially the direct kind of rewriting it's yeah, it's hard and some people can't help it. Right? Yeah. I think I've noticed that too, that amazing. it's, it's truly just someone thinks that it will speed up the process, but in doing so you're trading off kind of the respect for your colleague and, and yeah. the credibility that they're able to create good work. So. Yeah. And I always, I can't imagine anybody rewriting copy out of joy, right? That like, so he's like, I'm so happy rewriting this for you. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm like, you know, but, but, it, but to, to be said, I guess it is, it is easier to edit copy than it is to start. Absolutely. Copy. So, you know, we, that we know that true. for a fact. Yes. Isn't it amazing? I know when you get to see that, you're like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. So much easier. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So this series, it's awesome really talking to people about how to avoid burnout. You know, I feel like, you know, we're halfway through 2022 in this conversation today, but, and I feel like people have started to balance a little bit better. I think certainly for the first two quarters of the year, it was, it was rough, right? People were really feeling it, but I think the summer has been good for people to, you get a break from COVID, whether that's a smart public health choice or not, but also people are traveling and that sort of thing. I mean, how are you feeling on your burnout level? Are you feeling pretty good? Are you still feeling kind of that Mm. PTSD? No, I'd say this summer has been the first summer. I I don't feel so heavily burned by world events. I mean, I should, but I don't. (laughs) I, and it's just because I, you know, I'm taking the time off to, enjoy summer and enjoy travel again i think you mm-hmm. you know you kind of just touched on that it's yeah i have the ability to see friends i haven't seen for 2.5 years has been kind of great for just morale and 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 being out and and what's great about you know the new jersey state bars they're they're very open to taking that time off please take the time off and you know that's i don't feel guilty if i spontaneously on a thursday night say I think I'm gonna take Friday off because yeah. I can catch a flight to see, you know, a friend that I haven't seen in a while or just a mental health day. So definitely taking the time for yourself to just kind of reset has been helpful. I'm also taking up running. So running has been a great kind of way for me to avoid feeling stress and any kind of mm-hmm. burnout because I have a goal that I need to meet and so I'm so yeah. focused on achieving that. And it's great for also just getting out and about seeing the neighborhood. I moved to DC during the pandemic. So I wow. didn't even get to see it until really late last year. Cause I, we were so, you know, DC didn't open much yeah. of anything until, until very late. So now I feel like I, I am getting to know the city going for runs and walks is great just to see different neighborhoods, seeing different paths and seeing people out and about it's it's a nice and beautiful thing yeah it is yeah it is it's amazing seeing people it's wild Mm -hmm. but we've lived there that's for sure yeah so what makes you come back to work every day which the what's the kind of drive i always i think it's mostly wanting to continue to do as cheesy as it sounds good i i want Mm -hmm. to continue to make improvements on how we run as an association, how what we do for our members, how we advocate for the community and the state of New Jersey. I am a mission-driven person, and I think mm-hmm. for me that that's, that's the most important thing in a workplace is people that believe in, in what they're doing. And so continuing to further our mission 
is really what keeps me going and, and interacting with our members. I finally have met some members in person because we're holding our first in-person <laughs> networking events since 2.5 years. And let me tell you, they are the most lively, fun people. I know lawyers get a bad rep, but I will say that getting to meet our members has been truly a joy that I, you know, keeps me going. Yeah, I agree. I agree. When you actually talk to lawyers, they're fascinating. Yeah, because they are, it's also very mission-driven, I think. Yeah, yeah. And they're multifaceted. Yeah. I mean, yes. I think they, they all have a weird, cool hobby that you wouldn't yes. expect. <laughs> yes. It's like, wow, you do that and you practice law? It's yeah. fascinating. Like, I know one that's growing a garden and, yeah. you know, grow, grow and it created yeah. a greenhouse in their home. Wow. And like develop is now growing his own vegetables. And I'm like, how do you have time to garden? And, <laughs> and I know. you know, yeah. And do that. So yeah. Sometimes they make you feel bad about yourself because it's like I should be doing more. <laughs> so you do but, all that and that. Oh. I know. And but <laughs> but I think it's also very inspiring. Like, okay, I can take up something else to, yeah, exactly. to buy my time. Dabble, I can dabble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. So the next section of questions is our kind of wrap up rapid fire, you know, kind of brief answers when the goal is one word communications people. It's very hard. It's very hard for them to say just one word. <laughs> you can have a phrase. Okay. You ready? Okay. Okay. What's your favorite word? Teamwork. What's your least favorite word? Email blast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, what's your personal nonprofit cause or passion? Hispanic heritage foundation. Great. What nonprofit cause gets too much attention? If you asked me prior to 2015, it would have been the NFL, but now I would say the Salvation Army. Oh, interesting. That's a good one. Good one. What's your favorite curse? The F word. Okay. You can say it if you want. It's okay. I know. I know. I know. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? We talked about lawyers, being a lawyer again, mm -hmm. and I think that that's always in the back of the mind. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then what nonprofit pro professional or organization would you like to hear from on this podcast? The folks at Habitat for Humanity. I think they do great work. And just, I would love to hear about kind of the stories that they get to kind of be exposed to and, and, and just the good work that they, that organization does and, and helping folks. It's truly phenomenal. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah. us today for this episode. It's always nice to chat with you. It's very Likewise, inspiring. Don. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to hear from you, though. I think, as you can see from our podcast roster, there's not a lot of gentlemen out there who are kind of holding the line for nonprofit communications. So I thank know. you. Yeah, no, <laughs> happy to hold the fort down and hopefully encourage a young, you know, nonprofit or yeah. in the making to to join in the ranks. <laughs> Absolutely. Because we need, yeah, we need male voices. I just think it's so important yeah. to have that balance. And there's so many ladies, which we love the ladies, lady empowerment. We do, but we, yeah, do. we do. You know, we got to balance, got to balance. So, well, thank you so much. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Thank Go you ahead. so much. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, we just, but it's also nice to just have the diversity here and there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Nope. Sure. Yep. It's fantastic. So thank you so much. And thank right. you for everybody out there listening to this episode. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening. If you want to get all the new episodes sent to you as we release them, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And until then, keep creating good. <laughs>